This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup, just like a front three of Reese, Keane and Frockyar, right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Typical Preston finally win. Here we are scratching around at 5 pm. You're sat on the floor. How's things? Yeah, really well, thanks. Very well indeed. It's good to be here. We're finally here to discuss some positive news, which is uh, always a good thing considering that we are the font of all optimism and positivity. And it's been tested over the last couple of weeks, but finally we can wax lyrical over a pretty decent North End performance. But yeah, here we are recording in the evening, which isn't like us. But uh, we've both well, you've been working hard today, haven't you? Grafting hard today, very hard indeed. I've been covering a uh, race card from Exeter for the At The Races website today. And I had a few technical issues with the finale, where the race I'd screen recorded onto my phone failed to do so. So I had to wait for the recording to go on the Sporting Life website for me to be able to do my work. But anyway, that's been testing. But managed to get through it with um, with that spring in my step after yesterday evening. Do you usually sit on the floor? I don't. I've done this podcast from ridiculous uh, places. <laughs> but uh, with this being a evening kickoff, so to speak, the uh, remainder of the house is... Um, is, is, is packed and quite uh, well occupied. Mm. So I've come upstairs into my bedroom. I'm currently laid flat <laughs> on my face, <laughs> essentially. <laughs> as, I, yeah. as I'm here speaking to you all now. Yeah. You're in a different location as well. You're in the front room. I am. I'm in the front room. There. Yeah, yeah. I am. Holding a mic. Can you see that? Yeah. God. Yeah, I like it. Quite like it. Yeah, there's people upstairs. So, like you, you want your own space for these kind of things, don't you? Well, this is it. I mean, the people in my house think I'm utterly insane if they were to catch any of it, if they, if they were to listen. I don't think they quite know who they're living with. <laughs> <laughs> Are you attending yeah. Penwitham Christmas markets tonight? Indeed I am, and I'm I'm really pleased that the weather is set fair. It was icy last year. With yeah, especially in December, you know, you just never quite know with that weather, but it looks clear, mm. it looks... It looks nice. It looks like it's going to be a really nice evening. I always like the Pell the Christmas markets. It's always a um, flagship event in the Christmas calendar for me. Also, 
uh, one local to me, the Kingsford Markets, and they were last week. Ah. Um, and they're normally like a decent appetizer. Dress rehearsal. Yeah, 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 a little bit like that, where you get <laughs> like the bog standard things and the. Um, so it's quite a few charity, but also in amongst it, there's a lot of tat as well, with all due respect to those who uh, have things at Kingsford Markets. But this is the creme de la creme of Christmas markets in Penwitham. So I'm looking mm. forward to it. So Marancini from Salvatore is in order, I think. Or there's a well, Greek street food van. Does Craft and Crust provide mm. food? Yeah, I'm not entirely sure because there's been a hog roast around there recently, in mm. recent years, I think. Um, Little India always miss a trick. There's always a bit of a conversation to be had or a debate that can fuel into an argument locally to me where are you a Little India or are you a Lalba fan? And the Little India always miss a trick because Lalba have a stall outside their place where Little India basically like turn a blind eye, like mm. basically put the V's up to the Christmas markets. And it could be a real money spinner, but they don't. So that's another option as well, the Lalba, isn't it? On the topic of food, did you find a fish supper last night? I saw you messaged our old uni lecturer, who is a Huddersfield fan, Andy. Asking if he knows anywhere. Yeah, if you're listening, Andy, I hope you're well. I highly <laughs> doubt you're listening to this uh, after yesterday evening. Some but, shocking refereeing um, last night, Andy, weren't there? <laughs> well, well, indeed. Yeah. <laughs> Can't criticise yeah, referees, Andy, can you, Andy? Oh, Sorry, no. carry on. Andy childish. Uh, he's a bit like Jack Goodwin. He's on a crusade <laughs> to save the referees. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, this is now two midweek games in a row where I have failed to find a fish bar. I might have to change my MO in the fact that I might have to start going pre-match as opposed to post-match now, because this is getting what? ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why you're completely lost in it, that. Because you usually say MO and then clarify what you mean, but you didn't do it that time. So well, for no, anyone... I've done it on the last few podcasts, <laughs> Yeah. Oh, just operon die. <laughs> yeah. But, um, <laughs> yeah, so that's a massive shame. We ended up coming to the Capital Centre for a McDonald's at the end of our journey. Um, wow. Which isn't really like me. I've not really been to McDonald's for quite a long time because as people, as regular listeners will know, I've been on this weight loss regime of late. So it's not really my game to go to McDonald's. It would be... Um, it would. It would be... Out of character, totally. Yeah, it wouldn't be really conducive to the thing I'm trying to do but um, I treated myself last night Were you at the wheel last night or not? It was foggy wasn't it on the way in? I wasn't at the wheel uh, luckily my brother was at the wheel he's a he's a better driver than I am I'm more of a liability at the wheel than, than my brother is he, um, mm. he's more effective but at least we weren't one of the people who who were on the M62 whose car was on fire <laughs> I mean how, how on earth do you contrive to set your own car alight when you're on the motorway. I mean, come on now. You've got to be you've got to be seriously special to do so. Mental. But we got home in the end. We had to do a bit of a detour on the M66 and by extension the M65. But we got there in the end. Good. Yeah, I don't think they'll set the car on fire on purpose or intentionally. Well, you don't know anyway. Well, I suppose it's a lesson to us all to always check, you know, coolant and oil and all that sort of thing. Absolutely. If they're not top something, your car's just not going to run particularly well. And I reckon that's why the old Corsa that, that I spoke about a few episodes ago that broke down in Liverpool, uh, I reckon that's why that conked, because I was never up to date with my coolant and it was always flashing at me to get some in, but mm. I ignored the signals. We say a lot, you can tell when Preston are going to play well or play bad and didn't take long to realise we were, could be in for a good night. Unbelievable start, wasn't it? Just sharpness all over the pitch. Yeah, and it was led by Alan Brown, who was on it 
a man on absolute mission last night. Carrying this club on his shoulders, Alan Brown. Well, yeah, yeah, a little bit. You know, there's been that sort of nonsense about he's he's no captain of mine, he's no Sean Greig and all that sort of thing. But, uh, yeah, this was a genuine captain's performance last night. It was as if he was just sick to the back teeth of all the moaning and just ill with people criticising and all the negativity. Mm. And he came out a bit like a one-man band and stuck it to Huddersfield, who it's worth noting were utterly appalling, <laughs> uh, especially in the word yeah. 20 minutes. Uh, if you read their Twitter hashtag after the game last night, it made for it made for quite amusing reading if you're a North End fan, but they were genuinely like stunned at that, especially the first 20 minutes. Like One bloke described it as just, he watched town, he described Huddersfield as town as they do there. Um, he said it was town just watched another team play football for twenty minutes, and that was basically what happened. It was all North End. Huddersfield didn't really touch the ball whatsoever, mm. uh, and they swarmed the North End. They suffocated them, and they could have been about eight nil up after twenty minutes. Yeah, I know. I know Brown scored relatively early, but there's a penalty shout in there. Brown also goes close, but if he just makes a slightest better connection uh, as he latches onto the volley, then uh, he puts us up uh, one up even earlier. But um, yeah, what a start! It was like watching Brazil against a particularly poor outfit. Yeah, I mean it's a high grade header from Brown. Really, I don't, I don't know if Maxwell should do better. I don't think he should. I think he should looped right out of reach of his little arms and <laughs> caressed in the bottom corner, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, well, we spoke on the previous podcast, didn't we, about how it was only a matter of time until North End were going to absolutely muller a team. They were going to smash a team. We spoke about that. In the did, we, of did we? Did we no, say that? We Absolutely not. It would, it would have been mental to do so because North End yeah. couldn't have looked any less like doing it. But um, yeah, the head is great from Brown. You don't quite realise how far out he was um, yeah. in the away end. But having watched the replay, he's absolutely miles out. He's about 12 yards out. And it's one of those headers that just loops and loops and loops away from Chris Maxwell. Who you imagine if he was able-bodied, then he might have, he might have just about... <laughs> Just about managed to claw it away. Well, not, not able body, but if he wasn't a dwarf, then mm. he might yeah, that, have been that, able that to... makes it better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if if Chris Maxwell was just a little bit taller, he might as well have been able just to scramble them all away. But his little legs couldn't quite get there, um, and it's one of them ball headers uh, that just keeps going away from Chris Maxwell and ends up in the back of the net. And um, yeah, yeah, it just caps off a cracking start because had North End not taken the lead in the in the open exchanges that you might be worried about you know that classic championship cliche where you know you've got to score when you're on top because if you don't do so you're going to get punished and actually it nearly happened when we were 1-0 up because they nearly equalised straight away just interrupt question on the chase here which of these 20th century dictators was never Time Magazine's person of the year Stalin, Mussolini or Hitler what are you going for? I'm going Stalin the uh, incorrect Mussolini I'm quite surprised at Mussolini mm. because he was quite a big thing, wasn't he? Well, I suppose they were all big things, all dictators. Not a good night for Lil Chris, but Lil Dwayne was electric on his return to the John Smith Stadium, yeah. wasn't he? They must have been there like, yeah. what exactly have we let go of there? How did that happen? He was superb. Yeah, yeah, without doubt. And that's our strongest midfield, isn't it? And when they're on song, we look, we just look a completely different animal. Like, Whiteman was brilliant last night. It was one of his... Yeah, his best performances in a North End shirt I thought he just basically completely ran the game he did um, and he was allowed to wasn't he which was just baffling on Huddersfield's yeah, part yeah. but then you've got to give Whiteman credit for, for actually doing it 
Yeah, so he had loads of space, which is good because he's coming for a little bit of criticism as well, hasn't he, recently, Whiteman? Not quite been able to effect as many games as we'd have liked after coming back from injury. But yeah, this midfield last night was great. It was um, high energy, high grade stuff. Uh, and a joy yeah. to watch. And one that couldn't really live with all night, really. How funny was that moment where Josh Caroma runs through and doesn't pass? Absolutely insane, wasn't it? It was just... You well, mentioned it in the group chat. You're like, it really ought to pass. It's hard to see, really, from like the away end. Like, it's quite I a long imagine. way away the other side yeah. of the pitch. Um, especially, as we've spoken about previously, with the glare off the floodlights, especially with people with glasses. And then when you put like the, the sort of drizzle in the air as well, I was basically blind unless it was in the, in the area nearest to us. But, um, yeah, two remarkable challenges from Whiteman. But like you said, having watched it back, he, sh- he shouldn't have the option to do so. Like It was just a glaring a glaring opportunity to, uh, to square it and then it'd be one apiece. We just pushed really high, didn't we? started extremely high, even the centre-backs. Like we, I think they had attackers at wing-back. And we just thought, right, let's get you right pinned back in your own half. And they never really got to grips with us, did we? We should have had two penalties, I think. And then... The second goal is just quality, isn't it? Yeah, it's a joyful pass from Miller. It really, really is. It was his night, wasn't it? Wait, I think he needed yeah. it. Yeah. A night like that. It was his night. Um, and he was able, basically, to have free reign. Well, basically, it all in the first half because he was withdrawn relatively early in the second. But, um, yeah, he had the better of there. Swing back the knee. It was just one-way traffic for the whole of the first half. It was allowed space and room yeah. and all the time in the world to pick that pass, which was a delightful pass. I'm not taking anything away from Miller because, you know, yes, he did have all the time, but this is still a, a world-class uh, through ball with the outside of the boot and then Wilkin latches on and a confidence booster for him because this is a proper finish as well with a plomb right mm. into the... Right into the bottom corner. It couldn't have been close to the post without hitting the post. I mean, quality finish, quality goal. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, just been broken into there. Yeah. Hellfire. But, um, yeah, really, really <laughs> good were, falling. They were probably equally surprised. <laughs> you laid on the floor on your front. <laughs> yeah. yeah, quite possible. But, um, yeah, proper goal. And you saw what it meant to Keane as well. Because he uh, he gave it gave it big licks in the celebration as well. Good to see. Yeah, must have been satisfying because you score four and five, was it? And then eleven games without one, you probably even of his experience prediction for that next goal. But with Miller, it's all been about end product, hasn't it? That's the one thing he's probably missed. And his crosses were good as well, weren't they on the night? Yeah, yeah. If he can add that, then we've got a serious player. And also, he um, he hit the byline once as well. Uh, and actually proves that he has actually got a left foot at Miller. It does uh, work. It's actually relatively yeah. useful um, ball across. Mm. Yeah, this guy has actually only just got one foot. Uh, he might want to start using the other foot yeah. more. Sometimes he just refuses to cross it, doesn't he? He just chops and chops and chops and then loses yeah, it. Like it's, <laughs> it's like, it's just incredible. Like It's, it's almost like he's a wind-up type thing. Yeah. But... Um, he used it once last night. It was only once where he actually got beyond his man, hit the byline and whizzed it across, which is a good ball. It just wasn't attacks because you'd imagine that the um, strikers in our team were, were as perplexed as we were, the fact that he used his left foot and put the ball across. But, um, yeah. Ah, yes. Yeah, I can picture it now. wasn't sure. Yeah, it was actually a good cross, but nobody was there, really. Correct, yeah. 
for all the dominance and feel of our threat, three shots on target, three goals. Ruthless. That's what we were at the start of the season, isn't it? Can't believe we only three shots on target. For just like <laughs> all the um <laughs> for all the um territory we had, yeah. It is slightly bizarre that we only had that many um shots on target, but I thought during the first half, like our XG must be through the roof here. Like I was almost Ooh, chanting yeah. up the underlay table. table. Oh, there we yeah. go. To be fair, that's more catchy. Um, yeah, it is, isn't it? Up the underlying stats table. Yeah. yeah. That's gonna be absolutely it's people are able to hear that. That's gonna be bouncing. That's all people really care about here. I mean Jimmy Atkinson um, messaged us with a with an article that said, "Is the championship table lying on Monday or Tuesday?" And you know, <laughs> off the basis of our first half, maybe it is. Like maybe we should be top of this thing. Like I completely agreed. And maybe Huddersfield <laughs> should be relegated already. Well, yeah, I mean <laughs> Huddersfield would be would be competing in League One as we speak, wouldn't they? I reckon, but, bloody um, National League sides would have beat them last night. That's taking nothing away from us. We thought we were really good. I just couldn't believe how. Terrible they were. Yeah, they were utterly rank, weren't they? Appalling. Um, and you'd be, you'd be tearing your hair out if you were a Seal fan. Like, I don't think it's quite got that bad at North End or low ever. Like, this was a team of blokes who like, had no idea what they were doing. Like, they didn't even know they were footballers in that first 20 minutes. They were yeah. just incapable of doing anything. Uh, and North End took advantage well, which is a major plus. But uh, we can expect a bigger test against Watford, that's for sure. Indeed. It was like a morgue, wasn't it? The John Smiths. There was about two minutes after they scored where it got a bit loud. But yeah, people were just like fed up, which only served to help us, I guess. Yeah, the away end wasn't great either. Let's have it right. Like We're only taking 1,100 to a ground that's one hour away, 39 miles as the crow flies. Yeah, I, I, assume, I assume we got about 2,000, so only half. Yeah, again, that's a really poor following. Well, I really is. Like I spoke against Middlesbrough how, how poor that was, but this is even closer. And we take it eleven hundred. It's no excuse for that. It's really <laughs> pity if you ask me. Like we're we're like ninth in the league or something. And this is what we're doing. Right. Just no excuse whatsoever. Uh, but you had to f- feel for those guys who aren't going on who who stick it online that you know I will not watch another minute of Lowe's football because Northern were genuinely amazing in that opening stanza. But yeah, the, the whole ground wasn't great. We didn't take a great deal. The atmosphere wasn't great until sort of the last couple of minutes where you, you're singing jingle bells. I, I saw a tweet that claimed there was nearly 18k on, which was mental. Cause Hilarious. Literally every seat in the ground wasn't occupied. So I, I don't get how 17,800 or something, whatever it was, were uh, over there. But um, yeah, Huddersfield was renowned, wasn't it, back in the day, especially when the Prem and like when they were towards the top of the championship when they had that playoff run, like sort of like a bouncy atmosphere. There, those ultras yeah. at the bottom who were just looking yeah, at the yeah. stand and just get everyone going, and they had flags and stuff. Uh, this was, this just really wasn't. It's the life really. sucked out of it, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it really has. And, um, it was just really quiet, wasn't it, for large parts of the game? But, Why did Huddersfield have that ridiculous stand open last night with about twenty people in above the net? What's the point in that? You see it? It's like looked terrible, didn't it? And then you've got the wall. You mean like opposite you? There was about people yeah. in the top tier, wasn't there? I thought it looked awful. I don't get it. To be fair, so. we had the cop open, didn't we, for a bit with like early any in. It was quite good for like Blackpool games, weren't it? But yeah, yeah. nice from Whiteman, wasn't it? Tidy finish, classy, lovely touch just before he strikes. Yeah, it gave Chris Maxwell no chance as well, which is which <laughs> I think he could have. I think he could have kept it out. <laughs> That's his favorite thing for Whiteman. 
It was it was utterly comical goalkeeping from Maxwell. From Flapswell, as, as people call him. Little Chris, as we like to call him as well. Um, yeah, it was just an, a really innocuous finish, really. Sort of curled even closer to Maxwell, which gave him um, more chance to stop it. But the, but the little man dived over it. And, um, and it went, and it was a really important moment, really, because yes, it was. Um, so we were back against the wall. As a goal completely against the run of play, really. But not that that matters a job, because after that, the game's killed. Huddersfield, the wind goes out of the sails. And North End managed it beautifully from there on in. Did the dislike for Chris Maxwell start when he went to Blackpool, or was he just not particularly appreciated anyway? I think it must have been the Blackpool thing, because he got absolute well, pelters, moments. didn't he? Yeah, there's a few moments for Maxwell, isn't there? I mean, for anyone who was at Craven Cottage that afternoon, where it comes to... Yeah. Where, where most likely North End's greatest performance under Alex Neal against a really good team on the road. Uh, and Would have been one of the great away wins, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, come on. like This was, this was an incredible performance. Like, like pressing on the front foot, it was an absolute joy to watch. And then little Chris comes to collect a cross, which he drops, and then it goes. And the whole away end just sank. And then you've also got Ipswich, where the blokes that are booking and comes flying out and takes out their man, which means Paul Gallagher <laughs> has to go in there. Cheers for that, Chris Maxwell. About thirty yards out. <laughs> yeah, you've travelled, you've travelled mile after mile to get to Ipswich. Maxwell's on a booking. Comes flying out more or less at the corner flag where he takes out their attack and gets whizzed. And then you've got to put, put your most creative player on the pitch in net for you. Uh, and then, of course, he went to Blackpool. Um, and he was also allegedly doing some misdemeanors oh, no. with players' wives as well, wasn't he? Oh, God. Which is allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. <laughs> I did say allegedly, in fairness. Yeah. But, yeah, Chris mm. Maxwell. He's a funny old thing, isn't he? He is. Ryan gave it a big... Uh... Big one to away end, didn't he? he? I know he does anyway. It just felt like there was a little bit more kind of passion in this one. Like, come on, get behind me again. Yeah, I don't like it whatsoever. Although it used to knock me more. Like, it used to really like get me like angry. Whereas now I just find it hilarious. Probably because I find. Do what do you do? Do you do like, anything when he does it? Not really. No. Like, I just sort of applaud. No. But like, it'd be great if like nobody like no nobody responded to it. Wouldn't it? But there is the kind of ooh, like people do. Oh yeah, yeah. Can't work out whether people enjoy it, and of course there will be people who enjoy it. People who find it amusing to rev him up, and then there's another bunch of people who utterly despise it, and then there's more people who realise there's people around them who despise it, and then egg it on more to wind <laughs> them up more, which is basically. <laughs> where I stand on the matter. Well, I am like one of the cheerleaders for it, like beforehand, really revving the crowd. Um, Someone behind you going, why is he doing that? Yeah. Like last night, Chris Tyner was in front of me, and at Norwich as well, he, he was around, and he's he's really not keen on, on basically, anything Scouse. So like, he gets absolutely fuming with it. So I was just revving Chris up, really. But... Um, yeah, I mean, it is what it is. It's a bit Liverpool, isn't it? And, uh, and that horrible Alan Brown chant as well. Can we do away with that, please? Well, that, that I'll say today that someone's... Oh, that one. I thought you meant his old one, which is far too dated now. Yeah. So maybe that's one for the hymn club. If you, if there's anybody at the hymn club listening, then maybe they can sort an Alan Brown chant because it's not before time. I quite like... Um, you know that song, um, I get knocked down, but I get up again? Yes. I quite like... Trumbo Wumba. Like Alan Brown. Oh, Alan Brown. Alan, Alan Brown. 
Alan Brown. Alan Brown. I think that could be the new. Yeah. I think that could be the new hit. Because that is but, simple, uh, and we know one thing. Yeah. That, that is what well, fans need: <laughs> simple chant. Indeed, indeed, that is Preston North End fans, isn't it? Um, oh, so, God. Yeah, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, that can be um, blurted out at Watford. Chumba Wumba, Alan Brown. Yeah, I like that. To be fair, better than the darts one I sent you today that somebody's posed on Twitter. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. I couldn't really get the words. Alan Brown. Um, been dreaming all day about our number eight. And then I don't really, I'm, unless I'm getting the tune wrong, I don't really get how, oh, Alan Brown, oi, 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 oi. Oh, he fits in. But you no. might know. Well, if there's, if there's anybody heading to the Alley Pally uh, during the World Darts Championship, maybe you can start to get the crowd to, to sing the Alan Brown version. Maybe mm. that's what darts needs. Like, like a bit of a region yeah. great song. First Irish group to have three UK number ones in a year. Bewitched, Boomtown Rats, Boyzone. Trying to think of a Boyzone song that, you could, uh, that, that we could sing. And I can't get no matter what out of my head. You know that? It was uh, Bewitched anyway. Bewitched. Oh, was that a question? I thought you were just naming them. No, the chase is still on. Just, uh, yeah, Bewitched. All right, well, I thought because we were talking about Alan Brown that you might be... I didn't just know, no, I didn't just know three Irish groups (laughs) that had done that. That would have been insane, wouldn't it? Pressure ease, do we think, on the manager or...? Um, Yeah, not necessarily because there wasn't a great deal of supporters who saw either performance. Like the Norwich one, obviously, long way to go, didn't take that many, and then Huddersfield didn't take many either. So you really, you're really going to get judged on your home form. Which North End's actually been quite good this season. It's just they logged in a few shockers a few weeks ago. So if North End turn out and produce a turgid display against Watford, then I imagine we'll be back to square one. One, sorry. And realistically, we know that the knives are out for Ryan Lowe anyway. So we'd have to go on a prolonged run of good results to turn anybody's thoughts. Because once North End supporters have it in their head that a manager must go, it's very rare that they change. Although, Law has been under pressure in the past and managed to slightly turn the tide. You just feel like this this um, this is slightly more sinister at the moment. So, I think it's been a really good week on the road. But if we can uh, solidify that with a home win, then that would be absolutely amazing. And that would probably go a long way to starting just to slowly turn the tide. But with the amount of tough games we've got coming up, he's in for a tough ride, Ryan Lowe. Yeah, fair assessment. I think you need a a decent performance against Watford, who are going well, so that won't be easy at all. And you probably just need a couple of wins before the end of the year because the games are going to come quite thick and fast, aren't they? I hate that cliche. Can't believe I've said it. But um yeah, some tough games, Swansea away, leads at home. But yeah, I think performances are the main thing, isn't it? Just, yeah. It, yeah, it's spot on. Even if we just produce like performances to be proud of, then that could go a long way. Like, especially against Leeds on Boxing Day, you're probably not expecting much. But like if we can get like like one of those like great hardened points that got got yeah, a like, real treat. For me, one of the most memorable games this year is Southampton, because I thought we played great. Hold that higher than Beating Birmingham or Swansea or whatever or Chef Wednesday, yeah. Yeah. I thought that I thought we were class that night. The effort and the the sharpness was back though on Tuesday, wasn't it? Everyone was running really hard, and yeah, you couldn't accuse anyone of downing tools or losing the players or anything like that. No, um, 
results, which basically they lose their excuse now, don't they? That you know that cliche that you use about games coming quickly. Mm. Right, you can't really use that now because you've just proved midweek that you can go again and really, um, really work hard, especially after a hard-earned point at Norwich where you're basically chasing lost causes for most of the game. So. No excuse anymore on the fitness front, as we spoke about previously. There really ought not to be anyway. A step in the right direction without doubt, but you know we need to um, we need to build on it really. Like mm. it, it can't just be a flash in the pan because people, as you wrote in your... In your um, column, where you, which was good actually, I really enjoyed that column, um, where you said that North End fans can't be fooled. You were spot mm. on. Any changes for Saturday? I can't imagine too many. I think you keep Keenan. Probably Jack Watmo keeps his place. It'd be harsh to drop him unless he's goosed. Maybe rest shared. I don't know. Yeah, Evans hasn't quite been able to affect games as we know Evans can. So. Although, and I think well, Watford will have more on, more they'll throw more at us, so maybe an extra body in yeah. that midfield. I would have just left Whiteman all alone, didn't we? Where I don't think you're going to be able to do that yeah. on Saturday quite I, as much. I would imagine they'll keep Ched in though, because he likes Ched, and it's the sort of game for Evans as well. Really, you might have to go direct at times, and Ched's probably your man, despite him not being in the greatest form. Like mm. he works hard, he would goose at the end of the game on Saturday, which again yeah. might be a reason. Uh, not Saturday, but. Last night, it might be a reason to leave him out, but uh, we'll have to see, won't we? Um, I wouldn't imagine there'd be too many changes, really. You'd be a brave man to change that winning team. See what gets said tomorrow about Osmayich and Reese, but that'll be yeah. a needed boost because we didn't have a striker on the bench last night, did we? No, we had one in the stands, man. but obviously, Leighton Stewart is not deemed quite ready just yet. For your class of yourself, then, as a striker in the stands, <laughs> ridiculous comment. <laughs> God, that'd be ugly, right. I don't think you'll get this, but I'll throw it at you anyway. October 28th. Sorry. I've not done my research, but go on. Mm. October 28th, 2008, at home to Watford. I've got three dates here, so if you're struggling, then you can chuck another one your way. So the only date that I could call really against Watford was our last championship game where we beat them 3-1, or was it 3-0? Proctor scored, didn't he? He came off the bench. I think oh, it might have started. I can't remember, but Proctor definitely did score. As did Baz Nick, Barry Nicholson. Um, what for 2008? I'm going to say we won. I'm going to say we won 2 0. We did, we did, yeah. Who scored? Yes, him. <laughs> oh, 2008. Oh, it was God, someone's anyone. first goal for the club, and it was described as just creeping over the line, if that rings any bells. Not really. 2008. Uh, it's around like Neil Mellor's Mellor score. No, he scored earlier that year. I'm sure he's tweeted it a few times in a 1-0 win. But no, this was 2-0. Um, Parkin, was he around in... Did I think he'd been around in 08? Yeah, Parkin. No, Billy Jones and Ross Wallace. Ross Wallace's first goal, apparently. What a side. I'm just delighted. I'm just delighted to have got the result right. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. There was a bit of a pause, so people will be suspicious. Well, yeah, but as you know, like you're watching me and I'm quickly led on my front, unable to Google anything. So if you think I'm Googling you need to grow up, don't you? Alan Irving said after that win, Wayne Brown was a calming influence. He was always in control. I reckon reckon that's the first time that EDL Wayne Brown has has ever been described as a calming influence. (laughs) (laughs) Plans for the weekend? Well, of course, it's the World Darts Championship that gets underway on Friday. Oh, wow. Which is just just a brilliant time of the year. Christmas time. time. 
you're, you're pissed, you're, you're full to the brim with cheese and chocolate and then stick yeah. a needle in me because the tungsten's being tossed at the Palace of Darting Dreams. <laughs> can't make this time of year. Love it. Yeah, you tweeted, who did you tweet the other day saying you can't breathe? Wayne, Wayne Mardle. Yeah. yeah, the five-time semi-finalist at the Worlds. Oh, I hope there's some good Wayne Mardle commentary over Christmas. That'd be that'd be brilliant, oh, wouldn't it? Be. I can't yeah, speak. I can't. Speak. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, I like Mardle. He's good. I think they're all good. Rod Studd, Mardle, John Park, Mark Webster, Stuart Pike. They're all good. Aren't they? Yeah, indeed. Yeah, it's it's quite an uh, an art form darts commentary, isn't it? You just got to be kind of batshit, but yeah. really clued up as well. You'd be good at it. <laughs> Sid Waddell once said something along the lines of you've got to know when to not say anything and then you've got to know mm. when to go completely nuts. Yes. And Waddell was the master of that, as was John Gwynn, the late John Gwynn. And of course, Mardle's doing a decent job now. Yeah. Less than one minute, I'll bid you farewell. I'm sure we'll be discussing back-to-back wins on Monday morning. What a way to start the week that'll be. Without doubt. Mm. Enjoy the action. Enjoy the darts. Yeah, darts. It's the 90th minute and P&E are on the TV. You're watching with all your mates and the McNugget share boxes are open for all. Your pal's already been booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Result. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com on the McDonald's app. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.